also, uh, you know, we were t- kind of talking back and forth last week about the Sony drop, right? And yeah, well, it was postponed because of the market, you know what I mean? And then, oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden they drop it again in the midst of even a worse market. Sure. Well, I think we figured out why they dropped it. Poppin's popping and locking. Magnum scrutinizing. Welcome back to week six of Poppin' Mags Pinecast. Mags, it's now been 31 days since we were told we could take our NFTs off of Theta Drop. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. Are we able to do that now? Um, We still have not been able to do that. Uh, It it has been a few weeks, but we are still waiting on the few weeks to be a few weeks, I believe. Okay. So so we're we're past the one week. We're past the couple weeks. We're past the couple weeks. We're we're possibly deep into a few weeks. We don't. We're in the know. we're in the very gray zone of a few weeks here. Between two and a half, three weeks, and fifty two weeks. I'm not sure what the cap is on a few, but I know we're in we're we're into that that section of of possibilities here. So, yeah, but uh, you know, I had a I had something I wanted to bring up to you. I was looking through the pineapples. You know, I I'm, I tend to to check the recent listings all the time. Sure, sure. And you know, it was just I was just wondering. You know, a lot of these, a lot of people now have these bronze badges since it only costs like ten dollars to get um, bronze VIP with the T drop prices where they are. So there's so many of these pines that are listed now that are T fuel only. Don't you think it would be kind of nice to to have a little uh, symbol or something of that nature on the pineapple itself to show that this uh, seller accepting only T fuel at the time, like or maybe like a search filter T fuel or a search filter, yeah, absolutely, or or USD only. Yeah, I mean, me me personally, I I don't really uh, I like the look anyway because I oh I'm not gonna you're not gonna see all the pines if if you do that, so you don't you might be missing out on on deals and steals um, yeah that's true but if you're but if you're at least able to see like you know they have the utility badge on there but what does that do it doesn't doesn't tell me anything if if instead of that being a utility badge it was like this one's tagged t-fuel only and then instead of me right. having to click into it and find out t-fuel only i could know just by looking at it you know i'm kind of lazy like that maybe i'm the only one right no i i, I you know, I hear nothing about this on on the boards. Uh, it's because it seems like everyone everyone and their sister is is a bronze level right now. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, speak speaking of the bronze level, and I don't know if, if you're done with that thought, but most things seem like they're TFU only because seems like most people there is not that many casual people. It seems like on there, uh, it's it's all people that just really like the platform. So a lot of stuff TFU only. I, T fuel yeah. seems it's it's harder to come by. So so I was thinking, are the drops that the bronze receiving better than, you know, rolling the dice for USD T fuel versus getting your getting your rewards from staking the T drop? I mean, that's a great question, and I think you can look at the history of the bronze drops, and you can see that there's really only one that's ha- that has any value, in my opinion. HGH. Um, yeah. It's the yeah. only one. Uh, the rest of them, 
you know, it's like the, it's like people get these things and they turn around, they sell them for five bucks, you know, <laughs> right. and it's, yep. it's, and it's a, an immediate reaction. So I don't know. I'm really questioning whether it's worth it or not for me right now. I'm just going to kind of let it ride. I do like the the T fuel only option to sell by. I would actually even prefer uh, a USD sell only option because there are times where if I have a little bit of USD in my account and I need a, just a little bit more to, I got my eye on something, you know, it'd be nice to be able to sell something to guarantee a USD amount also to be able to turn around and make that, that purchase uh, that I'm looking at. You just made me think of something, and I'm sure this has been brought up because I'm not I'm not the newest to Theta Drop. I think I came in right before the Pines. What if there was a way to merge USD and T Fuel f- to combine for the price? That would be excellent, and I don't see why we can't do that. To be honest with you, why not? Yeah, right. Just, if you just have, a thought. If you have a hundred dollars of USD and you have a hundred dollars worth of T Fuel, why can't you spend it on a two hundred dollar <laughs> architect or whatever? I, I, yeah. I don't know how many times where it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I sold it. If I would have to sell a few things, and it didn't matter if I got T Fuel or US dollar because I wanted to get something else with it. And then I don't know how many times this has happened to you. I get one thing in T Fuel and I get one thing in USD and I can't buy the thing that I wanted. Yeah, I mean not as much anymore with the bronze, not as, right, with the bronze correct. badge, but. Yeah, that used to happen all the time. And then you end up, especially when you're trying to go for a big ticket thing, uh, you know, a, a real nice pine or something. And then you end up with a, a stack of, of cash and a stack of tea fuel and you're no closer to getting the pine you want. <laughs> right. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Know that feeling too well. So, yeah, we. I mean, we touched on offers a little bit last week and I just wanted to bring something up. I had, you know, a buddy of mine had was was going to take an offer today um I, I forget exactly what it was i think it was like one of the rarer unicorn dicks i'm not even 100 percent sure um it wasn't market value but it was close enough that he was just ready to to dump it and so after thinking about it for a little while he accepted the offer and guess what he gets a notification that the the buyer no longer has the t fuel necessary to make the deal why is that allowed to happen? Yeah, I from from me playing around with this, it seems like you need to have the the US dollar or the T fuel in your account for the offer, but you can make you can make unlimited offers up to that amount. So, I don't know if that's fair and equitable for the seller or the buyer or what, but it's they must have had other offers out there that either got accepted or they bought something else. And that unfortunately do- doesn't get rid of their offer. And I could have sworn, and, and now that you bring it up, it kind of confused me when I saw it that, uh, cause I had, I had some stuff. I, I took some offers on some things and it said, uh, you have like two hours to, to process it or something like that. I don't know if I'm remembering um, that correctly. So like, and I think that would be the situation where, somebody had had the money then for whatever reason they didn't or also too like it could be like hear hear me out so like you have t fuel only option right let you're selling something for i don't know yeah. 50 dollars us dollars and t fuel only you yeah. have t fuel you put an offer i yeah, you put an offer equivalent for 30 dollars but by the time you look at it it's i don't know 25 I, i'm probably being like it's probably not accurate but 
because the price of T fuel does fluctuate. But then, but then now I'm thinking as I'm talking, like I do, it seems like that that wouldn't matter because that's why there's a T fuel only option. Right. Well, when you're making that offer, you're choosing either USD or T fuel. And if you choose the T fuel option, you're choosing the amount of T fuel. You're not you, you're not choosing the US right. dollar equivalent. You're choosing yep. an actual uh, T fuel amount. So, I mean, it seems to me, I, personally, I think it's it would be a better idea if if somebody's making an offer that that money is 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 frozen, you know, just like your pre pre funding for a drop, that money is frozen. If you want to cancel your offer and get that money back, then you cancel your offer. You know, if somebody has an offer out there, there shouldn't be an instance where I accept an offer and then. I can't, I can't accept it because the person can't pay me. I think that's, that's ridiculous. That, that, that's, that's something that should be looked at. That or if you anytime don't have the, the T-Fuel or US dollar to back up that amount, then the offer should go away. Yeah, like if you buy something, disappear. Just, just let it go. Yeah. And, yeah, and, it should be a and maybe the end user who's making that decision will pop up if they're trying to buy something, they have active offers out there saying, hey, you know, just so you know, uh, your you offer have, will be canceled. Your offer is going to be can Your offer offers are going to be canceled. Yeah. To this amount. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's something that would make it a little, a little cleaner, but I wanted to get your take on, on something here. I noticed there was a, a new challenge this week, a, a theta TV challenge. Did you happen to see that one? I saw it while I was trying to complete other, other challenges. Sure. Same here. That's when I that's when I noticed it. Um, did you notice what the the challenge reward was? I'll get it wrong. I think it was some amount of tea drop or something. It was a thousand tea drop. <laughs> a um, thousand I, I, tea drop. I got a feeling maybe those prices went up for for those NFTs. You think so for a thousand tea drop? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. It there's, I mean, the one there. The one is expensive. The uh, that dragon, the take a smoke dragon. Like I checked, that was like 120 ish, maybe a little bit more. I think overall it was like 180 dollars to complete the challenge if you didn't have any of them. Mm -hmm. For a thousand tea drop, dude. Well, that's like that's like three dollars. It's like. But that's better than so like you know Swamp Ass. He spent about eighteen hundred dollars to get all the American Idol, and he only got three hundred tea drop. And I, I believe Wolvie said he spent about $2,000 to get all the American idols. And he also got a was it 300 T drop. Yeah, so but, I mean, he also, but they also got the golden tickets. They also got uh, the, the challenge at the end uh, with all 12. So it wasn't just for that. But yeah, I, I hear you that the 300 T drop there was, you know, you can buy something very, very cheap and get a bunch of T drop. So. I just thought like a thousand a thousand tea drop is not much of a reward, and it's certainly not anything that's gonna you know, get me to to go out and spend one hundred and eighty bucks. Sure, yeah. I don't know I, about you. Maybe you're Mister Moneybags over there, so maybe you maybe you would do it for the no, for the stack of no, tea drop. No, and I don't know anything about those data TV NFTs. To to be honest, I don't with know you. anything about them either. They've been around for a long time. And I don't know if there's any future use for them or if this was the, the future use for them. I, re I really don't know. So Yeah, yeah, you, you got me on that one. So, Popper, uh, I guess unrelated to all this, I, I got something that's just been bothering me lately. And now now we have this platform to, to share our frustration. <laughs> um, oh, boy. 
and not everything is theta or or theta drop or nft or kyle related believe it or not um, only 90 percent of things 90 percent of it so this is this has been slowly creeping in the past the past few years um and i i don't know do you do you drink coffee i do drink coffee so the here's the here's the dilemma i'm, I'm having so um <laughs> I, now I, I mostly make coffee at home, but, you know, if I would go out and get coffee and, you know, they say, you know, what would you like? Oh, you know, I like a, you know, if I'm at Starbucks, like I want a, a Vente or if I'm at Dunkin', a large or, or any mm-hmm. other place, you know, I, I want this kind of coffee. And they they basically stop listening to me and they say hot or cold. Okay. So... I'm confused because as old as I am, I remember basically coffee has always been hot. Listen, I agree with that. I mean, if you're ordering a coffee, it's hot. Unless you specify iced coffee. Like iced coffee is a different thing. And then you're telling them you want a cold coffee. But if you're just asking for coffee, that's coming hot. That's yeah, so so my thing is hot coffee should be the default. I don't care if it's 110 degrees out. If I say coffee, I want a hot coffee. Yeah. Right. And, 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 but the funny thing is when I order a hot coffee, I always get into the situation where like, why do I have to explain myself to you that I want a hot coffee? Right. But I, ne- I never have this issue when I, when I get a cold coffee, do you know why? Or an iced coffee? Why? Do you know why? Because I tell them I want it. Right. Right. So there's no question. <laughs> I just don't understand how, you know, what the past 20 years, maybe iced coffee and cold coffee has like, you know, it's, it's been there. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of taken over a bit, but hot coffee is the default. Yeah, right. So yeah. just I, I just don't understand the the charade that I have to explain myself. Like it's the stupidest question I've ever heard. If I want <laughs> if I want a hot coffee, I'm going to say I'd like coffee. a large coffee. That's right. it. Coffee hot or cold, hot. it's like they yeah. they stop everything. They yeah. they're like, wait a second, like we we've gone too far. We got to step it back. Hot or cold? What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, hot, hot is is definitely the default um, when ordering coffee, and I don't it's, care if it's 110 degrees either. You know, right? And I I'll have, have right, yeah, I'll have a hot coffee at 110, and I'll have yeah. a iced coffee in freaking 30 degrees. We're talking yeah. Fahrenheit. I don't know what the Celsius is on that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some of our uh, outside country people can fill us in on that. But yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I just don't know why I have to justify my my coffee choices. No, I agree. Is, I've I've had that same I've had that same question asked to me before too, and and it's just like, no, man, that I was being I was being judged for sure for drinking hot coffee on a hot day. It's like, dude, I'm going into air conditioning right now, so relax and give me my hot yeah, coffee. You don't know my temperature situation. Yeah, you know, get out of here. Yeah, ridiculous. And, and I've but I've drinking super hot ones on a hot day outside. I it, it's it should be it should be what I want. It is. And and you know, we should make coffee is default. Make hot coffee, coffee hot again. Make it hot again. But yes, something. I, I just I just had a with a podcast of this magnitude, sometimes yeah. we've got to step outside ourselves and, and, and look for the greater good. Not everyone's Absolutely. involved in, in, in theta NFTs or, or theta or T fuel. But everyone can benefit people, from this conversation. Everyone. Yes. Absolutely. Let's you know, make th- coffee yeah, hot they'll again. say, you know, do you do you, do you want a tea or do you want an iced tea? Okay, well that makes sense. One's iced, well, one's yeah. iced, and one's and one's tea, which is hot. Right. 
We don't have, oh, hot or cold. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So there shouldn't be any distinction. Yes. I think we're all, everyone's in agreement, and hot coffee is just coffee until otherwise noted. So that's, that's, I wanted to, I wanted to get that, make that crystal clear. Yes. I think you've made that point and I completely agree with that. And we should make coffee hot again. Um, make coffee hot and, again because tea's always been hot you know always been hot well i believe coffee's been hot too it's just cool coffee's down the past o- yeah but exactly but now they're trying to take the hotness away from the coffee leave it alone yeah yeah leave the terminology the same i, I still think I, i'm not a marketing person as as we mentioned last time but i i would assume coffee that goes to make hot coffee has got to be greater sales i, I yeah wouldn't let them okay. get any foothold on that yeah. and two you know, sometimes like in the in the in the grocery, if you ever go there, they yeah. have like they actually have like cold brew coffee. Yeah, they it's do. In the, it's it's in the cold section, but I don't find hot coffee in that section. No, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't need to be refrigerated. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Good point. So uh, you know, we were t- kind of talking back and forth last week about the Sony drop, right? And and how they. It was postponed. Yeah, well, it was postponed because of the market. You know what I mean? And then, oh yeah. And then all of a sudden, they drop it again in the midst of even a worse market. Sure. Well, I think we figured out why they dropped it because we happened to see Sony with a booth at the NFT conference in New York City. Did you Did you see that? I saw it only because I saw your post on it. My post. I saw you. Uh, I saw a comment. Maybe it was on Discord. Oh yes, yes. I, yeah. I pointed it out to you. Yeah. So right. I was. You know, a couple of thoughts on this. I don't know if you want to lead the lead, go go to bat first, or you want me to. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll go to bat first. I, go I, ahead. I guess if you want, because I guess the funny thing was, <laughs> the funny thing was that so yeah, Sony's there. They're promoting their their uh, what is it? Spatial. The spatial display. Yeah. Spatial display, right? The Virtual Boy. They're they're displaying this thing, and they they have the Tiki that you know was available at Theta Drop. Yep. But there's no mention of Theta or Theta Drop or anything Theta related. Yeah, I mean, it's first the of all the cornerstones of a good partnership is hey, we we got with so and so and we let people know about it. Like it's mm-hmm. like Theta or Theta Drop is like the dirty little secret. It seems like because Samsung's not talking about them. Sony clearly at this NFT right, this NFT thing is just it just said Sony. I didn't see any Theta there. Yeah, I don't know who took that picture. I do want to give them. I, I first, I do think this is pretty cool. Um, you got Sony. Everyone knows Sony, and they're there at this NFT conference. And if anyone is stopping by to take a look, they are finding out that this is on Theta blockchain and that this was this. These are Theta NFTs. So I think that is really cool. But I also agree with a lot of the the comments that I've been hearing. It's like you know, you got nothing on the wall. You got no kind of branding. As great of an opportunity as this could have been, I don't know if that was the final booth or if this is like somebody in a hurry. That, that booth like, didn't seem like a lot the... to it. If no, if, if I'm being, if if I can be fair to Theta for a minute, which is rare, but it didn't seem like there was a lot. It was just the the spatial display. Yeah. Right, and it and the, it said like the thing said Sony, like there was nothing to it. There was nothing. Yeah, there was, there was a no plastic free pens table or pencils. No, there was yep. nothing. Right. There was a you know, a folding table, like one a Buffalo Bills fan would fly through, uh, a, <laughs> a, a plastic tablecloth that said Sony, and then two spatial displays. 
And I, you know, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, not knowing if that was like the fully displayed setup, but it just seems like, you know, there was so, there was room for so much more to do that. So I'd, I'd be curious to know if that, if that was all that what it was. Can I'm on, I'm on the, I'm outside the ropes. Can you tag me back into this? You tagged. Okay. I'm coming back in. I, so correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the Discord thing I saw, it was a, it was from a tweet, I think, from an official Theta account. It was so, Theta Drop, I think, retweeted Sony, I believe. Okay. Don't quote and me on I, that. Okay. But it's like, hey, I mean, I'm sure Theta had people. Well, I'm not sure of anything, but I would assume Theta had some people there, right? Um, and, I don't know. I mean, I know of some Theta NFT TV people that were City? there. Yeah, I know. I you would think, but I'm not sure. I didn't see anything. I saw that Synopsis was there, and they were, and I know that they were speaking highly of Theta, but I don't know if any official Theta was there. Did you, I did, did you see anything? If you didn't see anything, I sure shit didn't. I see wasn't really either. looking, but I did. Right. Nothing came across my radar either. So I right. don't know. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't have. I can't say one way or the other on that. Yeah, I. I I guess, you know, there's plenty we don't know about why that tweet, how it manifested itself. But, you know, either one, there should have been some kind of follow up on there, like, or it shouldn't have been retweeted, maybe, uh, to bring yourself into all those questions. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. But I think my, my overall point was like, now we know why that drop happened when it happened. You know, oh, right. it, that drop happened in because they wanted to have it dropped before they were going to this conference and they knew they were going to go to the conference. So right. They, right. Were, they, they kind of uh, they gambled that the market was going to get better before the conference and uh, it didn't. So that's why people that's why we were questioning it at first. And it turns out this is the reason why they dropped it while the market was in the tank. If it if it was a gamble though, if it was a gamble, I don't I don't have a problem with that because it's it's closer to when these when the tiki's came out and the spatial yeah. display was dropped. So like that's when it happened. So I I think that time frame is fine. Maybe yeah. Maybe you know. So maybe what could have happened like behind the scenes is Sony signed up for this after uh, signed up to to be at this conference and then they were going to release it then and then said, hey, can we hold off on that? Because I believe Mitch might have said something about... Could have. Uh, I believe Mitch might have said something about, like, it, yeah, I think market conditions were mentioned, but also uh, it might have been at the behest of Sony to just just pause that for a second. And so they came up with the reason about the, the market conditions. Yeah. Which... I, I I don't hate it. That that's I mean I've bashed it, but I don't hate it. I mean I yeah, understand I mean, it. It is what it is, you know. It's but it's not... fresher now in everyone's mind. You know, this yeah. just came out, and then hey, check out the the tiki. Well, I mean, um, honestly, it seems like the the smarter thing would have been to just drop it right before the conference anyway. To right, have that but, be the first plan of attack. Yeah, but I I mean, yeah, what could have happened though was was they had it scheduled to to drop, and then maybe this this conference got on the radar or maybe the conference department wasn't talking to the ed department. I don't know. <laughs> that could be. Those things happen. So I did have one other thing I wanted to bring up and I, I think somebody owes you an apology and I'm not quite sure who it is. Really? Because I'm going to be owing a lot of apologies as this episode goes on, but, <laughs> but I'm very interested in hearing this. Well, there is somebody that owes you an apology because they happened to open up a canister this week. And do you know what was in that canister? Who and what? A pine with a shoulder laser. (laughs) 
And the, I know somebody um, that's got a the, couple of those. And he just, whoever this was that opened up that shoulder laser, he just made a couple of your pines way less rare. So I think he owes you an apology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoever you are opening that, where do you get off opening that shoulder laser? I had two at 10, which is roughly, I don't know, one fifth, one sixth of the market cornered on those shoulder lasers. And, and now there's another one. And now I can't figure that's not even math. That, and, yeah. and my two shoulder lasers, Man, they got dropped in rarity big time, kicking the teeth. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. We so will whoever be you are, for an apology. we will be looking for an apology. Absolutely. If you're showing up to ThetaCon, you're going to better bring 10 bucks and you better have a really nice apology for us if you want to get in the door. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> bring it. All right. Well, Mags, fun as always. Uh, stay tuned, guys. After these messages, we're going to have a really special guest. We had Imagine Replay with us this week stay tuned this week's episode is brought to you by mega's mutant pine derivatives the perfect mutated addition to your nft collection mega will take your pine and make it shine check out some of his creations on twitter at meg vdev that's at m-e-g-v-d-e-v-t-h tell them poppin mag sent you Papa Max podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We have two great guests for you. So we, we want to get you right into this. We have Christian Dan from Replay with us tonight. Christian, how's it going, guys? It is going well. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Going well. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting. Pleasure to have you guys along. We're uh, really excited to, to learn a little bit more about what you guys are doing. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So just curious, uh, how did you guys get into the Theta space? Like what, what brought you into the world of Theta? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's uh, a, a long and windy, uh, long and windy road. Uh, but, uh, you know, to sum it up, I don't know, maybe in 30 seconds, um, you know, we've been working together in uh, kind of the emerging media space for, for a long time, building companies, uh, Chris and I, um, we've, done several startups, uh, most recently in kind of the video uh, distribution space. And as we started thinking about Web3 and blockchain and how you could apply it to the various problems that are emerging in the video space, uh, we came across the Theta community and just saw kind of a really vibrant and active group solving some kind of really interesting problems that, you know, directly correlate uh, to areas we're interested in and reached out to the Theta community and, and uh, just kind of had a really productive discussion ever since. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, just to add on to that, we were, you know, we were operating a company, Dan and I, previously, a company called Power.tv, which effectively built streaming services as like a, a white label stack. So we were powering other niche content like streaming providers or networks rather. We, we kind of have, been, have interacted with content partners and distribution partners and a lot of that. We kind of, when, when Theta launched, I believe, uh, Dan, it was like late last year, they, they kind of launched their, their uh, Theta TV framework and how it, how they actually stab at like content creators and this live, live infrastructure. Uh, we, we were just kind of blown away um, with their 
approach to solving and adopting Web3 and blockchain elements and, and combining that with video infrastructure. Uh, so we kind of reached out to them um, and just started diving a little bit deeper. We had faced a few problems uh, at our previous company, some gaps in the space, some you know, some some issues that we yeah, more like yeah, to, operational workload, more, more operation, yeah, operational workflow and things like that. So we kind of wanted to figure out a way with Web three and blockchain to you know maybe solve those problems, and you know we'd love to talk to you about all of that today. So. Could, could you guys tell us more about the platform? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> so basically, you know, as I was mentioning, as we were operating our previous company, we worked with a lot of content partners. Their whole business is around syndication of content. And when I mean content, I mean libraries of movies and TV shows, uh, episodic content, documentaries, and how they actually syndicate or distribute to like the platforms that you and I are aware of, like Pluto or Hulu or to be TV and so on. That whole process of syndicating content is like super complicated. I mean, it's just comically complicated. It is very manual right now. So it takes a lot of effort for content partners to like actually get their content and to be syndicatable. And more importantly, there's very, very like almost no visibility into how their content is performing, right? Like literally like Excel sheets are being, you know, spread around like based on like, it just to show like how their content and they're not being spread around that often so and yeah and, uh, exactly they might send like you know for example roku sends reports like on a quarterly basis i mean it's crazy they have dashboards for like that, that show like video like app installs revenue dashboard revenue reports are all like i mean it takes like three months for them to even get his report and then more importantly i mean the payment cycle is like super slow i mean they're still content partners that are waiting to get paid six months six months to a year now uh, for a view that might have occurred, you know, like six months ago. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just it was a mess, and we've been we've been in that space for almost six years, just trying to figure it out. Uh, and, and and the industry is totally aware of those problems. So that's where a replay comes in, right? We wanted to solve that problem, those three problems, I would say. We wanted we wanted to figure out how to you know like how to make how to make that whole process of content injection and workflow distribution as simplified as possible and more importantly we wanted to create like a very transparent real-time dashboard of performance right like just available at their fingertips literally like okay here's my movie this is where it got syndicated to and this is how many this is how many view viewers are watching or have watched and then how much uh content has been consumed all kind of via dashboard and more importantly we wanted to kind of provide like instantaneous payments too on top of that. And all of these problems can be solved using Web3 and blockchain by incorporating the crypto aspects of it, the Web3 aspect of it. Yeah, just by providing transparency. Just by providing transparency. And that's the whole point of blockchain is like, you know, we'd be able to record consumption on chain. And that's where Theta comes in. We're actually building all of this, you know, analytics framework, consumption framework, all on top of Theta's blockchain or Theta's ledger, which is obviously, you know, uh, empowered by a lot of the community, the Theta community out there. So yeah, so that's what Replay is. Like it's a platform for content providers to have full visibility into the syndicating uh, of their libraries to different endpoints and then getting paid faster. And it also has a built-in rewards framework. So even the viewers 
watching that content are also participating in like the success and earning rewards and things like that at the same time. So it really, at the end of the day, it's a tracking uh, and payments protocol. That's all on blockchain. That's pretty cool. So, you know, now as compared to Theta TV, right, is this, this seems like it's a little bit different because Theta TV is like live streaming, Correct, yeah. all live events. This sounds more like actual, just like recorded content that is then dispersed. Is that, is that Yeah, right? I mean, so, so the way to think about it, you know, from a, from a, 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 a re, you know, with a replay hat on, you know, we want to work with every content endpoint over time. So, you know, the reality of the world is we're dealing with thousands of streaming applications, right? Like your TV home screen alone probably has dozens and dozens of apps and there's thousands more and there's more and more even everywhere kind of you think about it, around the world. And there's this big distribution challenge that Krish was talking about earlier around getting content from point A to point B. So Theta TV as a consumer product, you know, uh, is focused on live streams. Uh, the consumer facing product we brought to market, Rewarded TV, is focused on VOD and, and linear films, you know, films and, and recorded content. But the reality is where replay is focused over time is on providing an agnostic tracking platform that works with any um, OTT um, consumer facing endpoint. Because this problem exists on a macro level with, you know, um, with anyone that's moving content from any single point to any other consumer on any app. So the vision for a replay is, is fairly large, but how we get there, you know, is happening in, in steps, obviously. And sorry, uh, what is OTT? Uh, when I say OTT, my apologies, I just mean over the top uh, video services. So over the top means anywhere video is being delivered on the internet. So that could be video on a website, or video on your Roku box or your Fire TV or your mobile device. Yeah, that's correct. So is uh, is it possible that um, uh, Replay actually like teams up with Theta TV at some point and Theta TV is able to, to benefit mm -hmm. from from this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're, and, and, you know, those conversations are, uh, are ongoing. Yeah. We've been very working very closely with the Theta team on um, a number of, uh, of things and, and um, you know, Again, I think just like Theta is focused on providing this infrastructure to as many market leading players um, out there as they can, um, we're focused similarly. So I think there'll be, you know, tons and tons of opportunity for, for overlap and cooperation along the way. I, I wanted to expand just one more thing. I mean, Dan mentioned Rewarded TV. Um, you know, that is like our kind of... Uh, you can you can call it a decentralized kind of netflix almost right because it, it is like a recorded content like movies and films and linear linear <clears throat> linear television like how pluto tv has so we're actually kind of using water tv and really kind of getting behind it from a direct consumer service and embracing the replay protocol on the back end you know reward both like reward viewers for watching content and then also reward the content owners the life the rights holders as well and in fact and basically getting them paid faster and as we started thinking about rewarded tv a little bit more and what it means for the protocol and the community we started to you know we were also kind of uh, you know in our roadmap uh, which we obviously uh, exposed on our website uh, we also uh, are putting what's called token gating uh, right in in the the idea is and that's where our token comes into picture, the R-Play token, which is effectively going to be a, a TNT20 token. Folks can 
earn or buy those tokens to effectively license or watch premium content on Rewarded TV and other platforms that are powered by Report. So that's kind of our vision, right? Uh, is that, you know, it's like anyone should be able to watch content without ads or without a commitment, just purely on a pay-as-you-watch type of consumption-based model. And, and I think with replace tracking and payment infrastructure, that is possible in many levels. Yeah, so very, very cool, Krish. Uh, so I don't want to put words in either of your mouths, but from me, from looking mm-hmm. at this, so like, could I use like YouTube and Netflix for an example? Yeah, of course, yeah. So, so like I've noticed recently, I used to be bigger into YouTube before I got down the NFT rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And and uh, there's some there's a couple uh, there's one uh, fellow I follow and he does he provides some content and YouTube changes some algorithms and yep. and how people get paid and there's like uh, there's like a ten minute mark and then there if there's some curse words or stuff they de incentivize and they mm-hmm. they they might not they might not receive payment I don't know how it works with the AdSense mm-hmm. that they use there's that issue so I, I see. Some of the people I watch, they just make sure they get to 10 minutes. They, they have a decent amount of followers. They get to 10 minutes. There was that thing at YouTube where I think they there was a, a viral video and it had millions and millions of hit hits and they, they de-incentivize it. And I with the um, with the shooting that happened over there, someone was upset that they, they were demonetized because mm. it didn't meet their, their new threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like what you guys are trying to do is basically you're trying to be fair and equitable by providing this platform to both creators, uh, viewers, distributors, right? Yep. You know, for for the for the whole system to to make it. So on on that on that side of it, I guess my my question is, well, actually, let me get to the Netflix part now. So so like Netflix, I think is notorious from what I hear, where they don't share their data. It's it's all mm-hmm. it's all in it's all in house, so nobody knows. Mm-hmm. you know, what the true value of the show is or how much is watched unless they released anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I was looking at, I was looking at you guys and it seemed like you're trying to get some maybe smaller to mid-level, I don't know, is it distributors? Is that the right term? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we call, we call them content providers. Content providers. Way. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, so you get them on. So I, I guess what, what I'm seeing it or, or what I think, think that you're, you're seeing is that by, by using this, platform to incentivize everyone appropriately the 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 small to medium level providers all of a sudden will realize this is a better model than signing on with you know netflix or i don't know exactly how it works right so then all of a sudden then then the bigger the bigger companies once i think or the bigger providers once they see that then they're going to want to they're want to get onto that because they're going to want to be incentivized yeah uh, better right yeah, it's a, it's a great read. So, and and that's exactly exactly right. So the idea is that um, you want to create as close a relationship between the consumer and the content provider as you can, while providing a quality kind of service. So, over time, right, we introduce more and more community features that allow us to kind of you know. Uh, work through how content ultimately is presented and featured and surfaced and all of the fun stuff you would want to have happen on a service entertainment service you enjoy every day. We started exactly right with the mid-market content providers to show them that there is a way for them to have direct instant visibility associated with the consumption of content and 
basically in real time liquidity for that content consumption. And the idea is that as that model begins to get ironed out and proven out, that that model then applies pressure elsewhere to other services to adopt a better way um, and to better and not better, but different and larger content providers to come on board. And it comes down to, you're right, and like this is an area we've been focusing on for years, is that you're probably not going to abandon existing channels right now. You're not going to abandon providing your library to Netflix. You're not going to stop putting content on YouTube, but you are going to want to distribute it more widely where you have more control. And our belief is that as these kinds of technologies are, you know, coming to real to, to into reality, um, that consumers that can have a better choice uh, over, um, you know, how ultimately they're able to kind of interact with and pay for content they consume, um, that everybody wins. And overall, you know, the way we, we've 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 thought about it is, you know, right now we're in this world where everybody, including Netflix, is moving towards an ad supported model. Right. It's all about what's the tolerant level of ad load that we can put in front of a person against the proper mon monthly spend. And, you know, Hulu's been doing the same thing for years. Disney's going to introduce a premium ad tier um, with their streaming service. That's all well and good. We've been in the advertising business for a long, long time. Um, it makes sense for them to be able to use advertising to subsidize their content investment and development costs. But for the consumers, it doesn't necessarily mean a better experience. So we're at this weird point where we've got to choose between, you know, dozens and soon maybe a hundred, maybe more subscriptions for the things that we really, really love and the things that we love a little bit less, we're tolerating ads. It just becomes this clustered world where we're all subsidizing everyone else's content habits. And we want to live, you know, we want to kind of try and create a path where you're really subsidizing your own content habits and, you know, working uh, with a community of like-minded content consumers to um, you know, create a sustainable model for for content providers that you like. So I'm really curious how you envision this working because you know you said that you want to like basically a viewers are going to be rewarded for viewing the the material, but then also the content creator yeah. will be rewarded as well. I know you said there's also like a a more premium <coughs> tier where. Uh, you know, viewers will have to, to pay a premium to get access to that. How does it work that both a viewer and a content creator um, can be rewarded? Yeah, so that's a great question. So it's an economy, right? And so there'll be some percentage of content that's always completely free um, and puts rewards into the hands of end users. And there'll be some content that's always premium. And there's a balance to the content that's available behind um, token gates and uh, NFT gates and some kind of exciting models. We'll, we'll, we're not quite ready to announce, but we'll be announced soon. Um, and so we strike that balance between uh, effectively a pay-as-you-go model and a free model. Yeah, the thinking, think, the thinking of, the, just to add on to what Dan said, the, the free tier of content, you know, we look at it as, you know, kind of us kind of, um, uh, you treat it as like a user acquisition cost, right? Or a marketing cost, right? Is to kind of get them in. Uh, and we want to be able to provide a really killer free content layer, right? Um, and then obviously, like, you know, like you said, Magnum, we want, we, we are going to introduce a more premium content layer 
which is where we're going to be driving a lot of our monetization, uh, either via token gate or, uh, you know, we have plans to kind of, that's where kind of our NFTs would kick in, uh, where, you know, NFT holders are going to get access to some really, really high premium content like Lifetime and all that stuff, which we do have in the roadmap and we're going to announce soon. Some oh, of them. cool. Yeah. So that's where our kind of NFTs are getting. And I think it's going to fund a, a lot of the monetization that we, that it's going to fund all the monetization and the payments that we need to provide to the creators and so on. So, and even our content providers are pretty <laughs> embrace this kind of new model. Uh, at least the ones that we're working with and the ones that we're pitching. I mean, they, at the end of the day, it's like, if, they, if you come up with any model that actually values the viewer, you know, watch time and provides them with a better right. user experience, you know, the content partner and the, and the content partners are getting what they deserve. Like, I, I feel like you're solving both of that, right? Right. And it creates a perfect ecosystem that way. Right. So the key will be finding the right balance of, of free and premium tier. But even in the premium tier, you know, the, the way we'll bring that to market um, just does not lock you in in the way that you're locked in basically everywhere else. So you mentioned NFTs. Um, are you are you going to actually have a drop of NFTs or is this going to be something that is kind of like earned or, or done yeah. separately? It's going to, there's going to be a combination of it. Yeah, we're going to do a drop. There's going to be some NFTs that, that would be earned uh, based on some watch time or viewer activity and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're actually, you know, we've been working with the community actively, with our community on Discord and coming up with a good roadmap and plan for NFTs. Uh, and yeah, we are working with Theta as well to do our drop there. Yeah, there, there will be a lot, you know, uh, again, just kind of to touch on it, we plan on a lot of community um, interaction, community features that ultimately allow folks to earn uh, earn those NFTs, um, uh, but uh, there will be a tier associated uh, with content um, coming soon. I think we started even alluding to that in our Discord earlier today. Then it's on our public roadmap and all that good stuff. So, and so I don't know if we if we covered this already, but like um, some of the things that could be done, I think what I was, some of the content I was looking at with mm -hmm. these NFTs could enable, if you're on one content creator's stream or, or, or whatever, or have an ad free option, right? Exactly. That, yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, we're gonna have like branded or content partner branded NFTs that'll give you access to that specific channel, ad free, you know, whether it be a live event, uh, a live stream or a library of content, just buy that content creator. Uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, those kind of um, models that we're we're going to be introducing soon. So, what is the process um, of actually getting more content creators on your site? Mm -hmm. Is this like a, a one one at a time kind of thing, no, or is I, it like people with libraries? I mean, right now, I mean, our active outreach has been to libraries, and we've onboarded. I, I don't know that we've announced really any but we've onboarded maybe a dozen um we're going to be announcing uh them as their content comes live so we're you know ingesting content uh like crazy right now and and, and excited to kind of bring fresh content every week um so there's there's quite a bit of content already on the platform and we've had folks from the theta community filmmakers come to us asking to to kind of put content on the platform so we're working through those details uh, we get inbounds from creators. So, 
you know, our, our outbound focus has been on larger libraries, uh, but inbound, you know, we're, we want to talk to, to everyone. And um, yeah. that, that's been the process so far. There are going to be tools um, launched around that. Uh, Krish, I'll let you speak to, to that uh, as well. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to add a few things to that. Um, when we're ingesting content into into our platform, we're actually we're we're using heavy. We're obviously integrated with the Theta Video API, so we're a pretty heavy user, I would say, of that of that product. So everything is hosted, uh, encoded, and streamed off of the Theta infrastructure. Uh, so there are currently, I mean, when you go to rewarded.tv and download the app and watch some content, and they're all being served off of that. So we're, yeah, so we're using the TVA product and, you know, obviously that actually utilizes edge nodes on the back end and the peer-to-peer -peer infrastructure that data has. So we feel like we're going to be definitely, you know, a major consumer or consumption of that infrastructure as we start growing our content partner base uh, and growing our consumer base as well. But yeah, that, that's what I wanted to add on to. <laughs> So you mentioned the the video API from Theta. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, um, what about the the DRM? This is kind of a new thing where Theta has a, a patent now on basically if you own an NFT, it can give you access to a, a live stream or or something of that nature by using their technology. Is yeah, that yeah. something that that's exactly yeah. That's how our NFTs are going to be built as well. Yeah, we're actually partnering with Theta on the NFT side as well, on the NFT gating side as well. Yeah. So you'll be using the DRM service, the we'll digital using, rights management? Mm -hmm, yeah, we'll be using the NFT DRM service that they have to effectively unlock content, you know, if, if with an NFT. Uh, so we would sync with the with either the Theta wallet or the MetaMask wallet, wherever they're holding their NFT. Uh, and then we would figure out a mechanism to basically play back the stream. And we would it would authenticate the stream off of Theta. That's correct. So that whole workflow is being built that way. So yeah, so we're yeah, we're pretty excited that they released that functionality recently. And yeah, we're, we're going to be definitely using that quite a bit on our NFTs. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, when that first came out, there was a little bit of a, a debate going back and forth within some of the NFT communities of like, you know, there's been other like on Ethereum where it's like you, you can check the wallet for an NFT and if you yeah. have it, then you get access to, to something or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But it seemed like people so it seemed like people were discounting it a little bit mm -hmm. um, where. I didn't quite understand it at first, but to me now, I understand it as, you know, Theta basically has a model that is patented for security of the stream. And exactly. that, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the difference. It's the stream itself is being unlocked by some authentic, by an authentication mechanism by, by the NFT gate. Mm -hmm. It's being unlocked and it's also being protected throughout the course of its travels from exactly. you know point A to wherever it's being consumed. That is correct, exactly. So there, it is. It absolutely is easier and build on Ethereum and kind of do a gate. And like you said, there's a little bit of nuance to actually protecting the stream itself in this manner. So yeah, and and we're obviously going to be taking advantage of that uh, functionality that Theta offers. Mm -hmm. Is Theta and are you guys like ready to scale if it really takes off? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know our 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 recording ledger of our uh, views and everything is on Theta chain. Uh, Theta chain, um, and we obviously use the Theta Video API extensively for hosting and streaming. So we're set to scale on that. We are working with Theta on their Meta Chain 
uh, as well. Uh, so we have kind of our own subchain infrastructure for as we start scaling on our side as well. Um, so we're working actively. We collaborate with Data quite a bit, the Data Core team, on ensuring that you know we're set to scale. <laughs> we we do plan on. I mean, we do have a big vision, like Dan said earlier, with Replay and Water TV. We do think it's going to be taking off quite a bit. We have big marketing efforts and push on our underway to have it adopted. Um, so yeah, we're 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 always thinking about scale and security and all of that stuff at all times. <laughs> So um, do you have a, a timeline on when you expect uh, your R-Lay, R, what is it, R-Lay coin? R-play. Is that what it's called? R-Play, yeah. R-Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our R-Play token, we're hoping to do uh, to, to, to do like a, a listing uh, in the end of the year uh, at the moment. Uh, but, but before that, we're launching a few key um, features like the dashboard, right, for content partners and viewers. Uh, so they can see exactly what's happening. It's an entire analytics metric system, along with earnings and things like that, uh, that they can see, like they'd be estimated earnings. And then we'd also be launching like NFT gating and token gating, you know, sometime in August, September timeframe. And then soon after that, we'll be listing uh, in the market. We're, we're obviously a TNT20 token, so um, we'd be listing in one of the data-based swaps first and also some of the central central exchanges that we've been interacting with already. So yeah, hopefully by the end of the year, um, we're going to have something live. That's awesome. Yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to, did we, did we miss anything major about uh, what you guys are doing there? Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think that, I think we've covered it. Yeah. I mean, our, our ultimate goal, like, I mean, just to kind of, uh, you know, in summary, right. I mean, we want to solve some of the major problems that are having, that are, that are actively a big thing right now in the industry. We think blockchain and Web3 really solves it, right? Around content owners getting visibility, transparency, instant payment, things like that. And then having the community also have a more fairer ecosystem by also contributing to like, you know, by watching and by having, you know, by earning and actually redeeming. I feel like it's, it's just like an entirely new way of consuming content. Uh, but it just is, but it is, it's, it's almost like a common sense way. <laughs> um, and especially with this model, if we can make it ad free, I mean, it just provides a much better user experience to the end of the user at the, at the end of the day. So yeah, so we're, we're pretty excited about replay, obviously we're pretty passionate about it. And, and with the rewarded TV, I feel like we're getting like, you know, it's already live. You can go to rewarded.tv. Uh, you can, install, we have apps, we have iOS apps, we have Android apps. We also have a Roku app now, Fire TV app. We're working on a release on Android TV. Uh, we already have it live on Apple TV. So we're kind of expanding everywhere. Uh, we're also talking to some set-top box providers like Xfinity, Comcast to like, you know, integrate our apps there. So we got big plans to distribute our app, our technology out there. So yeah, and, and obviously anything we do is gonna is gonna contribute to the success of the theta community and the infrastructure as well, because we're going to be utilizing that system quite a bit, both on the uh, video streaming side, as well as the blockchain side. So I'm kind of interested, you know, if we, if we had, if I had Roku, right. And I'm, and I'm on mm-hmm. the, the replay app within there, mm-hmm. how, mm-hmm. how am I going to get that to talk to my MetaMask account to let them know that, Oh, I can watch, you know, whatever yeah. premium, so yeah, basically, like when you want, when you download our Roku app, you effectively sign up for an account 
you can do that using like a almost like a second screen type thing. Like I'm sure you've seen it probably on HBO. Or you basically create an account. Guys, I want to apologize. We just had some de technical difficulties. We were right in the middle of a, an answer from Imagine Replay. It actually happened to us twice. We're very sorry for that. We just want to come out and we want to apologize to Imagine Replay. We want to apologize to the, the community that didn't get the full answer that was being given. And we just want to hold ourselves accountable for, for this mistake. You know, we, the, the level of transparency that we want to offer you guys is top notch. And we believe that you guys deserve an apology. And we believe that Imagine Replay deserves an apology for that. Yeah. And uh, Sheriff, I, I just want to, I just want to go on and just mention uh, as, as the top pineapple on this, on this pine cast, <laughs> I want to take full responsibility myself. This was, I was running the show and, and things didn't work out, but after all this transpired, me and Popper, we, we sat down and, and we, we talked about it as a team. This most likely, we agreed, is not going to happen again. You know, much like, much like domain renewal, uh, integrity of the, the Pinecast needs to be, to be held to this, this standard too. So First and foremost. We, we, will, we will be better. And we're not going to use the beta as an excuse. But we are in beta, so just give us a little leeway. <laughs> I'd also, I'd also like to, um, I also like to mention that um, I was psyched out of my mind to get this, this interview with Imagine Replay. This platform, I'm super excited about, and I, I, I don't know if we got a chance to to mention it, so I'm just going to mention it here. Follow them on Twitter at Imagine Replay, and check out their Discord. Sign up, sign up for an account at Rewarded TV. Some big things are happening with this platform. I I wasn't too keen on this. I didn't know much about it. I didn't know. I heard about it, but I that's where it ended. I heard about it uh, yep. after talking after talking to these two. My mind's blown. My mind's been blown so much over this podcast episode that uh, there's there's nothing left. <laughs> so check out imagineReplay.com. Read about them. I mean, if you're a streamer or someone who enjoys watching movies or watching streams, there's this platform is going to benefit everyone, in, in my Absolutely. opinion. I think huge things are, 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 are going to come with it. So I completely agree with you, Magnum. I didn't know much about this one as well and was super excited to have them reach out and want to join us. And I think we learned a lot, and I'm very excited for, for where this is going. So I'm very interested. Can't wait to, can't wait to, to see where it's going. You have been listening to the Pops and Mags Pinecast. Music provided by Sushi Cat. Like what you hear? Send that cat a very nicely worded compliment on Twitter at Just Add Spam. Pops and Mags is a scumbag hat production in association with Kyle's Hot.